0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to "It's Not That Terrible" the podcast. For I, Zach Brown, sit with my co-host Morgan Highslip. What's up, Morgan? And we talk about the terrible movies that we love. And this week, we are continuing our first series. We're doing the Askewn- the Kevin Smith View universe, and we are doing the second part, Mallrats, released in 1995. And this one has a 41 on Metacritic. This is kind of higher than normal, but we set new rules. Last week's episode, go back, listen to it, learn the rules. Morgan, what is your history with this movie? I know you are not like, you are the exact opposite of me.
1: Yeah, I had never seen this until today. And I, and if I had, I probably saw it in bits and pieces uh, here and there throughout like my childhood and stuff. I know like everyone loves this movie uh, and everybody talks about like, this is like a peak Kevin Smith movie. Um, But no, never seen it before. Watched it today. I'm super pleased with it. Very, very happy with this movie. It was very good um It exceeded my expectations.
0: Well, what about you? I love this movie. i pretty sure, like, I remember I watched it before Captain Marvel came out, and then the Stanley cameo in Captain Marvel was him reading the script, which I don't know if you realized. Oh, that, I forgot that about not. that. Yeah, yeah, I
1: knew, but I forgot. Oh, that's rad.
0: Yeah, so I'd watched this beforehand, and then after that came out, after Captain Marvel came out, I watched it again. And ever since then, I've watched it, like, so many times because I absolutely love this movie. I love kind of like the it's very 90s feeling. I like the mall setting and it just has like that really cool like day in the life setting kind of like um, Empire Records or a, or a uh, Days of Confused. Yeah. Where it's like that single day slice of life. And I absolutely love this movie because it's like Pete Kevin Smith, I think.
1: Yeah. And just like Days of Confuse, Jeremy London star of this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shout out to my boy, Jeremy, I love London. Jeremy London. So good. He yeah. And you killed guy. it in this movie, too. Really funny, really charismatic actor. Wish he had been in more stuff in the 90s. A really cool, dude.
0: All right, let's get on to the fun facts of this movie because there are quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. And I really like the we were filming this like 2 days after Kevin Smith announced that he's finished the first the first draft for the second, for the sequel. Yeah, and what that is, is that? very exciting to me. Oh, Cuz like man. he's worked on the sequel for a long time. He originally had planned it like it'd be Morrat's 2, Die Hard in the Mall, where they would have been <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, where they oh, have so uh, good. They'd have Ben Affleck's character be like the bad guy in the movie, like he is kind of in this. Yeah, but this one is more like a. It seems like a more of a Jay and Silent Bob reboot type of sequel where it's got the kids of the characters and it. I'm what? really excited for the prospect of a sequel.
1: Yeah, I was about to say like, how else would you possibly do that? Unless you take the What Hot American Summer route and just like play into the fact that they're all older.
0: Yeah, and then so like that, the movie getting the movie made. I listened to Kemp's podcast the other day about it. Oh, Super how like. He had Clerks, which was really successful, and then, like, no one wanted to make this movie. Like, absolutely that, no one he went to wanted to make this, which is that's shocking. Cause, that's like, really so wild. Because Clerks won awards, of, like, right? Him. Yeah, Clerks won, like, a ton of shit. It, even, like, it won, like, a bunch of, like, critics' awards, and, like, it was loved by everybody. And this one was just like, no, we don't want to make it. It's like, oh. what the hell? This is that a sounds like Hollywood for a 90s movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding.
1: That sounds like Hollywood.
0: And our first fun fact here is Universal whenever Kenth brought it to him, and they had the idea for the to make it they wanted Michael they wanted Mike Myers Adam Sandler, or Chris Farley to play Brody instead of Jason Lee, which would have been really weird in retrospect yeah. like thinking of those actors playing Brody is just not ideal,
1: yeah, I'm trying to think I of can- uh Adam Sandler to play Brody. That's the weirdest thing I could think of, like now, no, all I can think of is like um. Like Billy, a Billy Madison style Adam Sandler esque character playing a comic book nerd, and I don't really know how that works. Same with like Mike yeah, Myers. Yeah, it, it
0: would have been really like slapstick comedy, which is not what Kevin Smith makes. Like you obviously sh- there's some slapstick. Yeah, but it would have been like super weird for his kind of mood yeah. and his making. Yeah, totally. And They want Ethan Hawke to play T.S. Which what the fuck would have been? It would have been weird, but it's not as weird as having Mike Myers or the other two play. No, World totally. totally. So yeah, very odd
1: yeah second fun fact
0: yeah it's very it's very weird second fun fact the angry comic book store guys is like yelling at t.s and brody as they're trying to get in to see stan lee yeah are actually brian johnson and walt flanagan who are in uh jay and silent bob strike back at the very end when they're leaving the theater they're both talking about how shitty the movie is oh but they are also two of kevin smith's really good friends who are were on the show comic book men they have their own podcast so it's kind of like they're always like background characters in the movies. Oh, that's cool. I didn't and then even my realize. Final that. fun fact: the best fun fact, the <laughs> oh, greatest God. band of all time, Weezer, performs the end credits song for this movie, and yeah. Suzanne is a great, great song. It's it such also a good has song. a little tie-in to Jane and Silent Bob with <laughs> Suzanne the Monkey.
1: Yeah, what a weird, what a weird thing. Uh, but, but yeah, like to the soundtrack of this movie. The soundtrack of this movie mm. is so good so good so
0: good yeah the opening song is a banger
1: yeah totally and the uh just like the opening in general with um with the comic books made for each individual character was such a cool idea and it kind of felt like it went on for a little too long but honestly it gave you a really good idea of like who everybody was and then on top of that kind of just felt like brody made all these different comic book uh characters out of all of his friends which kind of like added another layer of um i guess another layer to brody you know given i don't think that's the implication it just seems cool like that's just my head canon
0: you know but also that head canon fits in with the actual canon since brody goes yeah. on to own the comic book store that's in uh it's in jane silo's strike back it's mm-hmm. also a reboot it's like okay. he goes on to do comic book stuff yeah that's and cool i'm pretty, pretty sure him and uh who's the who's the other character that jason lee plays or is it Ben athlete plays and, and strikes back
1: holden mcneil that
0: they yeah Holden I'm pretty sure it's Holden and Brody who helped create uh, yeah
1: Bluntman and Chronic
0: Bluntman and Chronic so it's kind of a the headcanon works in the canon itself
1: yeah it totally does
0: all right let's move on into movie talk Mm -hmm. because I want to talk about this film because I love it so much yeah the cast in this film is spectacular yeah I would I would agree so good yeah I I totally agree jeremy london and claire fornell for mm-hmm. have like great chemistry and they're such a fun like like their romance through the entire film like obviously it's in the beginning it's in the very end the middle part is them trying to be together again yeah it's just it's super it's adorable like it is super adorable
1: yeah yeah and like this whole movie is a uh, uh what's the best way to put it this whole movie is like a it's a breakup movie but it's also like a it's almost like a weird kind of coming of age movie, even though, you know, all these folks are in their 20s. But in the implication at the end, whenever they say they graduated, do they mean they graduated high school or college? I, I, uh, college because I college. OK,
0: I'm pretty sure she is in college. They say it during the game show. OK, I understand. They say like she's studying something in some way. I don't remember what it is.
1: Yeah. And, and their chemistry is so good and it works so well because uh, because Claire, like her, her sort of demeanor and how like, how nice she is despite like being so like put up with T.S.'s bullshit even though TS is like as a character is way more appealing than Brody.
0: Oh and, god Brody's an asshole. Brody's
1: yeah such a dick. It, Brody's such a dick and you also but you also totally see why T.S. is can be such an asshole to like put up with you know and it works it works really well throughout this whole movie because you kind of you kind of start off like hating T.S. and why they break up but then eventually you, you kind of end up loving TS, but Brody kind of kind of stays the same for for the whole movie. But it yeah, still TS works. Really has
0: like a, a character arc throughout the film, and Brody mm-hmm. kind of stays the same. Has a little bit of an arc, and then goes back to being the same.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think at the end, he just kind of like acknowledges his own, his own bullshit, and he just kind of falls into this happenstance of running the sh- yeah. running the Tonight <laughs> Show. Like, okay, I guess. It's
0: Such a weird thing. It's such a weird little change. Yeah. Uh, I also I adore Joy Lauren Adams and Shannon Doherty, Do- right? Doherty. I know I Doherty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to try that because I slur and I can't speak very well. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I love those two. Like Joy yeah. Lauren, Lauren Adams has like, I love her voice so much, which is like I, something that's weird looking at her history yep. of executives being like, well, we don't want you in a movie because your voice is different. Like, I think it's great. She's I love it. She's so
1: endearing. Like, I love her to death. Like she's she's so endearing in this movie. She's so endearing in Days of Confused. And also in Big Daddy. Like I love Joey Lauren Adams so much. I always have. She's great. It's such bullshit that you, she didn't get enough time.
0: Exactly, exactly. I love um there's a great little fun fact that I read on IMDB that like in her contract, mm-hmm. she was allowed to keep all of her costumes she wore in the movie. Yes. So she had the writers make her character like airy clothing i actually tried on she wore at one point so she kept it all <laughs> oh i
1: love it so much that's so good shout out to shannon doherty
0: shout out to just all of them they're all so good like yeah. there's a good ensemble cast like i think that's one of the things that the view askewness does really well is having mm-hmm. a good ensemble cast yeah speaking of like the connection with usq jay and silent bob in this mm-hmm. are so much better than they are in their own movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think it, I th- yeah, and I think it just kind of makes sense that, like, these two characters are very good in small doses, as opposed to, like, having their own expanded, like, very crude um, two-hour-long movie instead, you know? Because, I mean, Jay can come off as, like, as a douchebag, and, but he's goofy and funny here, whereas in Jay and Silent Bob, he's very, like, abrasive and offensive, and that's his whole shtick and M.O., Whereas like here, they're just kind of like, ah, those are like, those are guys that I would like bullshit around with in a mall. But yeah, they're they're so funny when they're just hanging out. Yeah,
0: hanging out is so funny. Yeah, totally. I love the Silent Bob Batman scene with him climbing up the building with (laughs) like
1: uh, such a bullshit out of place scene. But I love it it so much. Like Kevin Smith is just like, yeah, we're going to put one superhero clip in this whole movie, but it's not really. It's just us hanging. (laughs) <laughs> like
0: yeah oh, dude i don't know if you know this or not but the uh the jedi mind trick the for doing the force thing mm-hmm. that is that is called back in jay and silent bob because there's a scene where he uses yeah. the force
1: yeah absolutely and i had forgotten
0: that was in jay and silent bob until we watched it and i was like wait a second this connects back to mall rats with him trying to use the jedi mind trick
1: That's so good
0: dude it's just really great how kevin smith takes these like small little bits of each of his movies and pulls them across the entire thing yeah totally if you don't watch the ones it would be like a random like okay that's kind of cool but if you watch them all they like fit together so well that it's fun
1: yeah you could tell that kevin like and like i said in the last episode despite his um despite his consistency and quality uh across critics at least like you could tell he loves making these movies (laughs) and you could tell there's a lot of love in mall rats specifically
0: yeah, you can definitely tell Mallard's like as a as a love child of him, kind of mm-hmm. bringing his upbringing into the movies and his love for comic books and stuff. And it's so fun to see. Yeah. But another character in the movie that I think is not a character but a character is the mall itself. Oh yeah. Which is like kind of a it's a, you know, everyone says like oh the setting's a character in itself, but the mall really is like yeah. You guys watch the mall like the dude looking at the um the sailboat painting. William such a funny runner yeah William. Oh, I love William. Painting. And all of the little kids going, it's a schooner. And he goes, no stupid. It's a sailboat. Sailboat <laughs> is a schooner, butthead. <laughs> like that so, is
1: so good. So good. And he ends up playing, um, Jason Lee's, uh, supporting, uh, supporting actor in my name is Earl. Yeah. Yeah. Really good.
0: And, and i also like the easter bunny everything with the easter bunny is really funny so good after uh brody gets beat up by ben affleck's character he goes it was the easter bunny and then jay and silent bob go and (laughs) assault the easter bunny and all the kids join in
1: dude no the kids were totally trying to like beat the crap out of jay and silent bob were they yeah yeah. i really thought
0: they were beating up the easter bunny with no
1: because one of the kids i'm pretty sure one of the kids like picked up a chair and like tried to hit silent (laughs) bob in the back of the head with it yeah so dumb
0: Also, this is one thing I don't know if you noticed or not. Did you ever look at any of the signs for the stores?
1: No, I don't think
0: so. Did you see the carpet store? I have it here in our doc and I want you to read it and save it to for me to sign the podcast because the name of the carpet store
1: is fucking hilarious. How did I miss this in the pre-show when I went over this whole (laughs) doc? Audience, if you're still listening by this point, the name of the carpet store is Rug Muncher which you know (laughs) which works within this universe jesus christ at least it's not a carpet muncher
0: that's a good point
1: yeah it could have been worse but it's still the implication
0: yeah and i that made me laugh so hard and i just like noticed it when i was watching he's like oh that's a really Uh, funny sight gag that's like a lot of people aren't gonna notice
1: yeah of course
0: and then there's the kid on the elevator on the escalator runner throughout like the first half of the movie
1: yeah and then Bro- brody gives the whole giant monologue about like it's like i hope that kid like what he's saying he's like uh he's like there's gonna be like a trail of blood if that kid doesn't get up uh, off of the escalator and he's like wait dude tia's like dude what the fuck is your problem and he's like look i hope the kid is fine but hopefully the mother learns her lesson from like from this tragedy
0: and i'm like what the fuck dude and then you hear the cops go we got a kid stuck in the escalator <laughs> oh dude <laughs> so oh, many so like
1: yeah i think this movie is the strongest whatever it sets up something like that and has like a very if you're paying close attention you get the payoff in the background and that's even that's even funnier because it's just layers on layers and that's what kevin smith is
0: good at oh he's it's so he's so good it's like making like these funny runners throughout the movie that yeah like are also gonna be missed if you're not paying attention hmm Totally. before we move on to like the connections of this universe, is there anything like in the movie itself you really love and want to talk about?
1: Honestly, I really love as much as like Brody sucks. I really love Brody's fascination with the mall. Um, kind of like his, just like he's just he's just that guy, you know. Like at the beginning of the movie, you see. I I don't want to go off on a tangent too long, but like at the beginning of this movie, you see. Uh, Brody and his girlfriend getting into an argument and you see that like he's just waking up the first thing he does is turn on his Genesis and starts playing a hockey game uh, <laughs> which is which show. is a yeah which is like a great little bit but you you really realize that this guy has no motivation to do anything at all but he goes to this mall and like that's his place and like that is his thing and growing up in the Delta I never had anything like this so I don't know what it's like to live in a uh, a suburb or Uh, metropolitan city and have like a mall to go to and i don't have those touchstones but like brody like knows this place and i think that that amplifies your point earlier about his like about the mall being a character you know because yeah i
0: definitely think that like this his obsession with the mall is very 90s based because like yeah growing up like i we have a mall in my town and like growing up we go there but like the mall rats or the mall rats like kids that you know hang out at the mall yeah but there was never like this big like i guess circle of people that went to the mall it was just like you went there to make out with your girlfriend when your parents wasn't run, when your parents weren't around yeah totally but like this one is really more like it goes to hang out and be with your friends mm-hmm. i think it's more of a 90s zeitgeist of malls back when malls were a big fucking deal because like nowadays yeah. they're all dying and yeah absolutely over
1: and that's more of a testament to mining your mining your age than anything else because <laughs> yeah. you also get that sort of sentiment in stranger things uh, season three too. you know like yeah Cause the mall is this brand new thing. And now these kids are all like, that's the place to hang out and stuff, which all makes sense and everything. Just never anything that I had, or I guess anywhere. Yeah. I never had it because for one, I would have been too young if I lived in these areas. And two um all of my, like all of my older cousins, siblings, friends, all that stuff. I mean, we never had that. So like this movie, I, I always love movies who like that. Talk about malls and like this fantastical sort of uh wonderful place to be. Because I never had it, and it's like, it's like, all oh, like a, kind of like a uh, what could have been type of thing, and I think that's that's part of this movie's charm too, and I think that's why it holds up too, because this this movie's like a nostalgia train.
0: If you really oh, think it about, totally it. Is. yeah. And speaking of nostalgia train, yeah, the cameo in this movie, the Stanley. Oh cameo. my god!
1: Okay, I was like, where are we going with this? Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Did you uh, know about it before you watched the movie? I knew that there was a Stanley cameo somewhere in this movie. Okay. But going into it, I kind of just spaced. And so whenever I think whenever T.S. and Brody find out about it, I was like, oh, that, I, it clicked. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. Cool. I'm really excited to see that. What I was not expecting at all was the way that Stanley looked in 1995. <laughs> Dude, he looked so young like this. He looked given we're coming up on 30 years from this movie, but he legitimately looks 30 years younger and given you know zach and i you you and i are like in our 20s for the most part right like yeah yeah. and so like you and i we're both in our 20s and we don't know that stan lee and given stan lee i guess before i mean before like comic book movies wasn't a front facing like personality no one you know what i mean
0: yeah i know i think that really kevin smith's like nerd culture you grew up when it really helped him being knowing stan, stan lee like yeah people today know stanley like this cameo i think hits harder now oh than totally we have back there then because we have the 29 plus stanley cameos from all the Marvel movies yeah like we stanley became a front-facing figure like maybe he was back then but i don't think it was as near as no visible or obvious back then
1: yeah totally and i and now that you say now that we talk about this thinking thinking like watching this movie i was like man it was really tough to get stan lee on this but thinking about it, it's like no probably not like i'm sure that like uh kevin smith at that point had like had like friends of friends of friends of friends of friends in the movie industry and people knew how big like how big of a nerd kevin smith was and it was just like hey universal think we can get a stan lee cameo in here and i'm sure stan lee was probably happy to do it you know
0: like, Yeah, on the podcast uh kevin talks about how he had a Friend who was working in the movie with him. Oh my god, this Stan was Lee. that was a guess.
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: so that's what how it happens. He asked, I can't re- I, the name I recognize. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's someone that he knew that he's working the movie with. Yeah, and he was like, I don't know Stanley, but I like him in here because they were gonna be originally a Stanley light character playing the role. Yeah, but then he was like, No, let's get actually Stanley in the movie. That's so, he's so like, cool. Asked a friend to ask Stanley to be in the movie. And you he, can tell Stanley is not an actor cuz he's looking at cue cards the entire time off off screen.
1: Totally. But his <laughs> but his speech is so good.
0: Oh, it is so good. It is such a great like monologue from Stanley that now that he's passed, it mm-hmm. it's a lot harder just hearing him. Yeah. You know, give this wisdom granted. It's wisdom written for him by Kevin Smith and then in sure. the movie the joke is that TS hired Stanley to go talk to Brody totally and, and it's just like it's really cool just to hear stanley you know it's cool to see the man who created what we love mm-hmm. in a role it's cool
1: yeah totally because you and i are like i don't know i don't necessarily know about you but i'm definitely not a co- quote comic book person i've never, I've oh, never... i never am
0: i'm a big fucking nerd i'm a big okay. fucking nerd <laughs> okay fair
1: like I'm, i guess i'm a nerd in different ways i i never died, like dove into comic books um growing up because like I said, rural area, didn't have really didn't have a ton of access to that sort of thing and I wasn't going to mail order anything or my mom wasn't going to do it. So <laughs> um so I never had that. So like but watching this and like my love for specifically for Spider-Man and like watching this and him kind of kind of like you have to imagine that whenever Kevin was writing that monologue for Stan, I have to imagine they came up with that together because or at least like that came with a lot of knowledge um about stan in the first place and about how like i'm sure like dr doom probably is a metaphor for um for stan's depression you know
0: and like yeah and go ahead on that point uh in some of the facts it talks about how kevin smithley wrote the monologue yeah stanley didn't want to do a lot of it because it wasn't actually him saying it yeah and kevin smith told him well it's a pretend you're acting and he goes very well super friend and they came out and did the lines so it's just really weird how yeah, it's not Stan Lee speaking, and he didn't want to do it because it wasn't gonna be him speaking to yeah. someone. Yeah, but then like him being like, "Well, it's acting." He's like, "Okay, that's cool." <laughs> it's just yeah. very funny. It's like how you
1: how you convince Stan Lee to do anything, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I said, that's really cool because, like I said, I'm sure there's some a little bit of truth in all of that and all of his characters and everything. Um, but yeah, Stan holds a really close to a place in my heart because of Spider Man and Daredevil specifically, but and the scene was the just rad.
0: Ben Affleck not the ben affleck daredevil right
1: no just daredevil as a character given (laughs) given to be fair um god i don't know if we should ever do an episode on uh daredevil but that movie back in the day you know like as a kid okay that okay we're not gonna go on a daredevil tangent right now (laughs) we'll we'll
0: bring it up another day
1: yeah look we'll we'll do it at the end of the show (laughs) <laughs> this is the we'll, final episode yeah we'll, will be daredevil well i'll do it at the end of this episode i'll give like a little bit of background about daredevil for anybody who cares but yeah anyway uh, stan lee love stan lee for daredevil and spider-man
0: all right and before we go to break i want to bring up just a quick kind of rundown of the connections to this universe that are uh-huh. in this film i'm just gonna do a couple of real quick ones like this takes place one day before clerks Mm-hmm. and it was released a year after clerks was released which is really kind of a cool kind of back in time for the universe but a way that kind of connects the two is in uh clerks dante and Whoa. randall go to julie's wake
1: oh my god which is the
0: girl who dies in the beginning of Maul oh, that is, so cool. swimming. oh that is so cool swimming oh that's so cool cool little thing i didn't i didn't realize
1: oh man that is so cool i totally forgot about that oh man Kevin it's, Smith's a genius that's he's, so cool he's so
0: good he's so good this is just this has become the Kevin Smith jerk off uh, yeah podcast pretty much because I love him so much
1: oh man that's so cool
0: and then Brody's character comes back and Jay and Silent Bob strikes back in Jay and Silent Bob's reboot yeah and then like there are minor characters who are in all of, like every single movie that Kevin Smith has done yeah uh, like uh the girl who's writing the Borgasm book her sister is in Chasing Amy and mentions her oh. character so it's just it's kind of an interesting kind of like connection between Mallrats because Mallrats I feel like is the one movie that's like the least connected to the other ones.
1: Yeah, I like I, it's the
0: it's the most standalone.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think if you watch everything else like like I've done before, like watching everything else and then like looking back at Mallrats, everything starts to click. But Mallrats, you're you're totally right. It's kind of a um, it's kind of the head of the octopus. You know, and then all of the other movies are the are the tentacles. It's pretty cool. Um, One thing about uh, Brody in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and in this movie, I finally understand the dumb fucking chocolate covered pretzel joke (laughs) in Jay and Silent Bob. We didn't even
0: mention the stink palm. We forgot to mention stink palm.
1: So, audience, if you've never seen Mallrats, stink palm. Why are you here,
0: for starters? Watch the movie, then come back. (laughs)
1: Yeah, for one... Shut us the fuck up. Go watch mall rats. Go rent it. Come back. Um, there is a bit in Jan Silent Bob Strike Back to where Brody is makes this really long joke that ultimately isn't funny if you haven't seen mall rats. But he makes this joke about um, his finger being far from the pulse and then hand being up your ass. And then he says hi. He pulls his hand out of his pants and he says, hi, would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? and in this movie brody puts his hand in his ass while he's eating chocolate covered pretzels and then shakes michael rooker's hand while giving him chocolate covered pretzels (laughs) and i think that was like the most like while watching this the most like um woke moment i had (laughs) through this whole movie was just like oh fuck but also i don't think it makes a lot of like We'll get to the break eventually, but I got to go on this. I don't think it makes sense that Michael Rooker got violently sick from <laughs> from eating these chocolate covered pretzels. Whenever in reality, like the dude just had like a sweaty ass hand. <laughs> like, I don't think he was going to get E. <laughs> e. coli <laughs> from Brody's hand. Like, oh, with no visible debris on it.
0: Oh, no, there's no dingleberry.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And then Michael Rooker's like violently sick the rest of the movie. <laughs> Oh, God, the chocolate covered pretzel bit is not funny unless you've seen Malt Rats. And I guess that's like the slightest that book, that kind of bookends my uh, my feeling last week about (laughs) some of the jokes being written as if they're too smart for their own good. And I think that's yeah, I think context really mattered there.
0: All right, guys, I think that does it for our main thoughts in the movie. Mm -hmm. We're gonna take a quick break when we come back. Is it that terrible? I'll see you right back after the break. And we are back from a break. Morgan, I got a question for you. What's up, bud? Is Mallrats that terrible? Absolutely fucking not.
1: Mallrats is sick. And I'm disappointed in myself that I'd never seen this before, but this feels so good to say after last week's episode.
0: Dude, Mallrats, I think, holds up so well. And so I'm well. shocked. Yeah. Because, like, without looking through that that lens of it, does it hold up and watching it? Yeah. I would not have been able to tell you last week but watching it now with that lens it holds up so well and i had so much fun watching it yeah
1: i i love this movie so much like i rented it but i i really wish i had just been the bullet and just bought
0: it it's one that I'll, like if i'm like bored on a weekend or something i'll sit down and just watch malrats because it's a, it's just a good time
1: yeah totally and I, like like a lot of 90s comedies especially like uh 90s college college style comedies high school style comedies And I'm, I'm really kind of just lumping this in with days of confused because this came out within two years of days of confused and shares some of the cast or yeah, shares three members. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the cast, which is great. I love that. I, I adore that movie. Um, I wish it was rated worse so we could do it on the show, but yeah, like this movie is very nostalgia heavy and it's it feels like coming home in a weird way, and I like I really I really enjoyed it. Aside from like you and I talked about it, um, just through text really quick, there are a couple jokes in there that like don't absolutely don't hold up, but they're so. There's only like two right, and they're at the very end. Yeah, of the movie? it's like
0: yeah. There's one. It's like a really great poignant moment. Mm-hmm. and then he ends it by saying a word and i'm like ah oh, damn it yeah it was such a good poignant moment and then he just says something I'm like oh that gonna a little cringe
1: yeah and i think that's the only thing holding this movie like yeah holding this movie back in the slightest because i think other than that this movie is incredible
0: absolutely i think it's really a sign of the times like mid 90s that word is was used all the time yeah oh i and mean it's not like it yeah.
1: yeah and and the word that we're like the word they're referring to is not like a difficult thing to uh thing to google or when you watch this movie you'll know what we're saying but it, it is what it is and up until like i would say people still used this word up until maybe five years ago
0: oh yeah it's i mean i still people now that i know that i will use it and i'm like oh, oh I, don't do that please absolutely
1: please. yeah absolutely <laughs> like i have to like i have to get on people's asses like on the daily about this Sometimes, like you know it's it's still something that we are very much getting used to um after yeah, after much, dealing with it so long
0: <laughs> Bob, that's for sure
1: <laughs> yeah yeah to, to say the least this was this is a, a much uh much more uplifting experience than jay and silent bob and it wasn't weighted down by any any sort of negativity which really felt great
0: and i think you kind of feel that also kind of in the production of the movie like yeah this is still a time where jason is going through a drug issue sure but it does not hold down like everyone seems to be having a lot of fun doing it like Michael oh. Rooker doing karate buck ass naked in his, yes. kitchen, in his bedroom. Uh, it's, it's so much fun. It's like a fun movie to watch.
1: This is so good. Yeah, this yeah, you're totally right. Just to like just to put a pin in that, yeah, this movie's a blast. I love it so yep. much.
0: I believe it is not that terrible. That's two yeah. votes for not that terrible, therefore not that terrible Mallrats.
1: Rats. No, yeah. All right, Ma- Morgan. Hold on. I got, okay, I, go ahead, go ahead. Let me look up the cast of Mallrats Rats, because I know who the fuck I'm gonna fight. But I need to find oh. the name.
0: Oh, it's someone. It's not who I thought it was going to be. It's definitely not
1: who name. you probably thought it was going to be. It is going to be... Which one are you? You motherfucker.
0: Oh, I think I know who it is now.
1: <laughs> fucking Gil. Suitor <laughs> <He's>, number he's... <laughs>
0: three.
1: <laughs> I'm going to beat the fuck out of that guy. Like... Brody is totally right in giving him shit for his bullshit fucking answers on the stupid game show he's like Brody is valid. Now aside from like and aside from like Gil Brody Brody hit Gil with a very with a few difficult questions. A lot of them very disrespectful to the LGBTQ community. Oh yeah. (laughs) The real problem here is where Gil slipped. Now (laughs) Gil if you're listening fuck you wasn't he pray wasn't he played by um, so
0: I just found a connection as I was looking this up. He was the, the actor guy who plays Dante. That's what I thought. But yeah. do you know what they share in common? Their last names are both Hicks. Therefore, Gil oh. is Dante's brother and or cousin and or familial oh. relation of some sort.
1: That's so good. That just makes it that much better. Honestly. Yeah, fuck Gil, dude. I'll beat the shit out of Gil and his mullet <laughs> on the street, dude. Fucking come outside and fight me, dude. For real, I'll fucking break yeah. his nose.
0: I really thought you were gonna go with Ben Affleck. I really thought you were gonna go with,
1: Sh- with Shane. I I went Ben. I went Ben Affleck. But to be perfectly honest, aside from
0: oh my um, god, I just remember something.
1: Aside from Ben <laughs> Affleck being a pedophile, uh, us finding out that his character is a pedophile at the very end of the movie, um, largely some of his anger is pretty justified <laughs> throughout this movie. Um, but then you kind of find out a, you find out he's a, a pedophile, and then yeah but there's and even he a, gets his
0: come in prison apparently according to the post credit like Jesus. The, uh, yeah the ending credits. holy shit i was and,
1: <laughs> and another thing on ben affleck don't they um okay there's kind of a there's a scene there's a bit at the end where he's getting arrested and he's just like 15 i thought she was 35 or something like that and i'm <laughs> yeah, pretty I sure thought, there's a 36 si- yeah 36 i'm pretty sure there's a similar joke to that that ties into jay and silent bob somewhere
0: I'm oh, almost... there might be. I have to like look through and like when I post this in a couple of days, I'll throw in like a, a post credit of me like, yeah, I found it. This yeah. It I,
1: I wonder what that is. Because it totally, when I saw that, I was like, oh, there's a little bit of deja vu whenever he said that.
0: Alright, guys. I think it does it for this week. It's been a good episode. It's a shorter episode. Yeah. I apologize to all our listeners, but I think it was a good episode. We had some good discussion. Yeah. Mallrats is not that terrible. It actually is a great film that is criminally underrated
1: yeah totally and i think like and on the bit about being a shorter episode i think we actually want to shoot for i don't think we've actually voiced this i think we want to shoot for like maybe like a good 35 or 40 minutes you know
0: yeah i think that's great it's a great length instead of the hour and 23 minute discussion of spy kids 3d
1: now that <laughs> now that was a fun that was a ride <laughs> that was a ride oh man God, everybody go listen to our episode of Spikes Sh- 3D. Jesus Christ. that's our first episode and definitely top tier. It's not that terrible.
0: Oh, it, it's top tier. It's top. All right. Next week, we are closing out our View Askewness. Yes. Uh, viewing series with Zach and Miriam make a porno. You may yes. be saying, Zach, wait a second. Zach and Miriam make a porno is not part of the View Askewness Cinematic Universe. It, in fact, is now. It was retroactively added in when they had... Oh God! I forgot the character's name. I'm terrible at podcasting because I forgot what I was gonna say. It has a character from Zach and Mary, who makes an appearance in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, and his name is Oh. I'm trying to fill. It's Justin Long's character, Brandon, makes a reappearance oh. in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot as Jay and Silent Bob's lawyer. Oh, Brandon Saint, Jane Brandon Saint Randy, Brandon Saint Randy makes an appearance in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Okay. Spoilers for *Jane and Silent Bob* reboot, I apologize, but it's not a big joke. It's like an early joke. Yeah. So it's been retroactively added to *View Askew* through *Jane and Silent Bob* reboot.
1: Yeah. So get fucked if you didn't think it was a yeah. *View Askew* movie.
0: Don't count me with that shit. Yeah. I'll it. come right back at you. <laughs> and who are we right. having on
1: that episode? Zach? Oh my
0: god, I almost forgot. Don't you we fucking having forget. The one, the only Evan Jordan of Scoot Gang on the week's episode (laughs) for next we're having evan jordan on to talk zach and mary make a porno so excited oh i can't wait is is evan jordan
1: is like my other half (laughs) and i'm so excited because he he is totally about my bullshit and i'm about his bullshit it's gonna be a good episode i'm so ready for it
0: oh god i'm so excited i'm so
1: excited for it
0: all right morgan where can people find you you
1: can find me on Twitter.com at Nagaram. that is P-I-L-S-Y-H-N-A-G-R-O-M. Don't come at me with your bullshit. Um, Send me, send me good memes, send me maybe some bad memes, but don't send me bad memes. Zach, where can
0: people <laughs> find you? You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Y-R-O-K-A-Z underscore N-W-O-R-B. Did I recently post a great Jimmy Neutron God Avengers crossover? Don't follow Maybe. him. Don't follow <laughs> him on Twitter. I just want to throw it out there that this Photoshop idea came from It's Not That Terrible, our episode with Cam Koenig. <laughs> Listen to that one, by the way. It's a great episode. Such a Listen good to episode. all our episodes. Give us reviews. Give us ratings. Give us a five star and then shit us in the comments. Mm-hmm. Please don't give us a zero stars and then give us shit in the comments.
1: Yeah. Send us presents. Two. if you want to oh god if you want to don't send us presents but if you want to <laughs> send us presents dm me or Zach. we'll probably get a p.o box or something nah we're not actually yeah. gonna do that if you want to do that let us know dude i'll take a coffee cup or something
0: <laughs> send us your shitty like, movie also
1: oh yeah totally don't send us i i found a copy of dogma the other <gasps> day
0: i forgot you did
1: yeah uh yeah so we're not going to watch Dogma because it's actually good, but I mean, I'm probably going to watch it. I don't think we're going to do it on the show, but hey, go watch Dogma too. If you guys want to watch the rest of the VSQ universe.
0: Yeah, I would highly suggest it. Yeah. But, I highly suggest watching all this series. It's great.
1: Yeah. And leave us. Yeah. Leave us a review. Um, DM Zach on Twitter and tell him to stop fucking photoshopping uh, shit at <laughs> three in the morning and sen- and sending it to me via Snapchat, please. <laughs> Because I have to see some
0: fire Photoshops.
1: You all have to see this shit on Twitter. I have to see it before anybody else. I have to or withhold he gets that
0: Patreon early access.
1: <laughs> I do with his Zach has a premium Snapchat and, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's fucking dumb Photoshop's. Oh, God.
0: All right. It is time to seal this open wound of the show and Should call I... it quits.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Before we go should i should I give my Daredevil background? I said I would,
0: oh man, should yes, I give go ahead, okay, We're at forty minutes right now, so let's go ahead and do uh, it real
1: quick. let's just do it, dude, okay, so Daredevil, love, I used to okay, I saw Daredevil in theaters, and with my dad, shout out to my dad uh for putting up with all of my movie theater bullshit i he took me to the theater and I fell asleep the first time, <laughs> so. So after that, I he he took me again, and I didn't fall asleep that time. And I ended up liking that movie a lot. But the reason why I love that movie in particular when I was a child was because Evanescence was on the soundtrack. Oh my god! And as a kid, as a kid from Arkansas, I was pumped as fuck that Evanescence was on the soundtrack. And wake me up, wake me up. Because I fell asleep during Daredevil, <laughs> and that's—it's not that terrible, that, folks. show sure, you guys,
0: <laughs> we will see you next week with Evan Jordan for Zach and Mary make porno. Thank you guys for listening. We're out.
1: Stay safe, everybody. For the love of God.